We sipping in conversation. We sipping in conversation. We sipping in conversation. Yeah, we sipping in conversation. We sipping in conversation. What it is or what it do? If your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through. What it is or what it do? Your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through, baby. What it is, what it do? If your homeboy sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do? If your homeboy sipping, come through. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what's good, Sibus? This is your boy, Bruno, and over there is a lovely... Baby. And we coming to you live with another rendition of... Sipping in Conversation. Ooh, baby. You got that glue. <laughs> you know that glue like on uh, last year? You got the glue. You got the glue. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Last dragon, you reached that final level. <laughs> oh God, I can't do nothing with him. You can't. So, how was your day? Oh man, listen, they uh, they definitely got the butter from the duck today. Didn't expect that to happen. I'm sorry, but times are changing in my life. Times are changing. My day's about to get screwed up. And they wanted, they did it with a smile on their face, and they wanted me to be happy. Shit, me. <laughs> so here I am. They say you still got your job, so that's that's why. It's, well, I'm not hating. I'm not hating on the, not having having the job part. That I'm, I'm I'm glad about that, but still, you mean you set your parameters around being a certain, doing things a certain way. And all of a sudden, take the club, take the, take the rug right off of hundred, man. Yeah, it's just times insane. are hard out here. It's hard out here. But how was your day, baby? Uh, it was actually extremely difficult <laughs> to say the least. Um, but being the leader that I am, I push through that thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for my team not harassing me so much because they knew I was doing a three-man job. (laughs) So they needed to do their own job the way they've been trained. And they did a wonderful job at that. I was able to do a little coaching and still manage to get everything done to the best of my ability because (laughs) baby! I am out of there. You hear me? I leave four day in the morning on my way to Mexico. And I'm excited. This is a good drink. Hey, what's in it? Um, today I'm having a pre-vacation libations. Yeah, pre-libation, a pre-vacation libation. That's what it's called. Um, this is um, Bacardi Limon with it's spiked with hard Mike lemonade of the strawberry pineapple 
and a little bit of watermelon. Mm. I, I'm trying not to drink it fast because it's gonna get your ass. It's good. It's, it's gonna be good really, for really me. good. Really, really good. What you sipping on? I'm just sipping on something that I, I went to oldie but goodie this time. Want some whiskey mm. and some ginger ale. Ooh, plain and simple, but it does do the trick. Yeah. So last week we talked about why is it difficult for men to have dick discipline? Well, we're going to dick discipline. Gotcha. And we talked about the sexual liberation. Ooh. Like what are the views on the images that that are depicted against women, right? So what I'm about to do is bring on our special guest this week. He is one of three. So I'm gonna bring him on so that he can provide his input on this question uh, from last week. How y'all doing? How y'all feel? introduce yourself. Good evening, everybody. You know, I'm glad to be here. I love y'all intro. The intro, like, you know, I was over here two-stepping. I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. We got a hip record on the way. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm drifting away. I'm one-third of the Man Code podcast. We usually come on Thursdays at 9. Um, check us out tomorrow if you get a chance. Um, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Have some fun with you guys. Okay. So the question I want you to answer from our last week topic uh was about why is it difficult for men to have dick discipline let's start with that one okay i don't think so it's rooted in two things now i used to be a hoe in my past life so i try not to look at things through that perspective <laughs> hey, hold on um, that how are you gonna say i used to be a hoe in my past life like real smooth like he's gonna brush that shit off <laughs> well you know that was the intent like to hope nobody caught that so i could just keep that moving um but reckon and recognizing that um a lot of it is rooted in a lot of people who haven't had that whole phase. I think that's important because at that point, a lot of things that that adventurous side you get out of you, um, once it's out of you, you can you know better. A lot of people hit that phase at different points in life. So like, you know, at a younger phase, you get adventurous. As you get older, you can start to learn, hey, I've been through this phase before and we don't have to be there anymore. Um, the only reason it seems difficult is because a lot of people just hit that phase late and or never hit that phase at all. And they don't know how to handle it. Um Especially as, you know, once you make more money, you get access to a lot of things that you don't typically get access to, you know, before you get the money. Um, and so with that comes a certain level of what you feel to be power. And so you kind of operate with that premise of you no know, more money, more power, more options. Okay. That was, that was um, actually a really good, interesting answer as, as far as, you know, because you always talk about the power of money, you know, when you have the power money, you have power. Right, right. So, and I like what you were saying as well with regards to a lot of people, if they haven't gone through their phase, they, you know, it is, it, I guess they kind of go they in go and out ahead. with they go hand in hand. I mean, I, I could feel that. I feel that as well. So, it's, so what you're saying, Mike is, Jones? <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm understanding is during the phase is where you lack the discipline. Is that what I'm hearing? I think it's like it's like puberty for sex. Like you got to kind of figure out what you like 
So as you get to that phase, when you get older, you can say, okay, I recognize, hey, I may like to be blown this way. I may like back shots this way. Like you start to figure out your body more and say, okay, this is something that I like and dislike. If you never experiment that, you know, you get to a phase. You get to a point in life where you start saying, hey, I've never had this. Like you get that first girl to put it on you the right way. And it's like, oh, I wonder if the 10 other ones that I passed over before this point can do this. And you start searching and searching and searching. And, and you know, if you haven't been there before, it's like, oh, how do I get here? You know, it's, and then that's where the, the lack of discipline comes in, because all you keep saying is, oh, let me try something else. Let me try something else or something else. And, and it just spirals out of control after that. Mike Jones, <clears throat> back then. Didn't know. Didn't me. Y'all over. me. can accept that. You know, mm-hmm. just, you're experimenting, you're trying things out. Um, what? You couldn't accept my ass? It didn't come off like that. Like, it didn't, it just didn't seem, you just. If I'm single, I should be able to mingle. <laughs> okay. Then okay, I ain't gonna, I don't owe nobody nothing. Okay, all I owe my only person I owe a good time is me, and I'm going to get it. Okay. <laughs> so with 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 what he, the statement he made, my 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 input on that on last week was it, it's not that you're single, it's the fact it is when you are interacting with multiple women, and hypothetically you are engaging in intercourse with all of these women mm-hmm. and you just so happen uh, to engage in intercourse with two of the women unprotected and one of those women or both of those women get pregnant. So where I spoke about being disciplined I was supposed to, I was supposed is, to disappear when I did that. You know what I mean, baby? <laughs> now nah, we still see you, bro. We still see you. <laughs> but I'm saying, so what I mean, what I was talking about was the discipline in, yes, by all means, do you. However, when they're just because you can does not make it right. So with that being said, if yeah. there are there's reper- consequences and repercussions for those actions of that one reckless night or well, that one reckless moment. And so instead of putting it in the name of, well, I'm single and so forth, you, a lot of men, not all, a lot of men tend to well, stray away from their, the accountability for their reckless behavior. I mean, I think- I, You want to take that one first? <laughs> I think what you're saying is two different things. Like you asking for dick discipline versus accountability discipline is not having uh, putting the rubber on per se you know what i'm saying making sure you are legitimately taking care of me in condom or not having sex at all or you know whatever but in your case you're using a scenario of two different women that you have an unprotected sex with that they know that you don't it's just only two Uh you know what i'm saying and then you're saying that if you, I think, if I know you're clean and I know she's clean, we didn't been tested and I'm shooting up the club. I'm not even talking about being clean. I'm just talking about in the, in the scenario of you are doing the things that you do. So where's the discipline in that? 
Right. That, that's what I'm saying. There's no discipline in the fact that you want to go out and you want to have five, six, multiple women because you're single and you can do this. No, that's but not what I'm asking But when you get into the situation, okay, the circumstances change because now one or two of those women that you were doing what you wanted to do with and you ended up being having that one, like I said, reckless night or reckless moment. Where's the discipline in, okay, you know you dealing with five, six, seven women or however you do, whatever y'all do. But shouldn't you at the very least always bag it up? Well, I think to, to Buddha's point, that's the difference between dick discipline versus dick education. Like you can discipline is just more the act and how you are acting with the dick. Now, once you get to a point of education, OK, pulling out condoms, that's a that's a separate conversation. Now, I think, you know, a lot of men get stuck in the point of we I mean, we've all at least, you know, I have, you know, you have sex unprotected. It feels different, you know, like, the, you know, you, you put, so, <laughs> so so naturally you get to a point where it's like um, you, you don't want to miss that feeling. You kind of want to just keep that going. Now, you should be more educated in the outcome of what could happen in doing that. But that's where there also comes in a point of um, consideration. Um, but I think there needs to be more education done when you pick a partner in that regard, instead of just assuming that everyone's going to have the best interest of you when you have that moment. Okay. I understand. Oh, just you know, just a question because you know we see so much between a lot of um, a lot of the uh, a lot of it. How can I say? A lot of focus mm. is always put like, well, the woman should have did this and the woman should have did that. But it takes a man and a woman to have a baby, or it takes a man. You know, it takes two people that was involved in that. So one, there's no less accountability on one or discipline on one than it is on the other. So that's my take. Everybody should be responsible mm. across the board. Yeah. I I this... will not never put and don't even say I do so. I may go one way. I ain't say nothing. All right, so he, he, uh, I don't, you I don't feeling guilty? Like, no, he, he always like to play with me and, you know, tease with me, but no, nah, I I hold everybody accountable. I, I want to know everybody's perspective, and no, there's no wrong answer. So before we yeah. go to move on real quick, shout out, special shout out to our YouTube family. Thank you all for tuning in. Mm -hmm. um, shout outs to all of our audio platforms. We are on iTunes, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, mm -hmm. Breaker, Stitcher, uh, Radio Public. I mean, we are on a plethora of them. We are on all the uh, platforms uh, at this point. Uh, the only one we have yet to transition to, which will be coming soon. Well, we're there. I just haven't made it act. We just haven't become active, but we are actually on Patreon as well. Um, so we own all of them. You name it, we own there. All you have to do is go and search Sipping and Conversations, or you can search Buddha and Baby. That's David with a I, not a Y. Uh, you'll be able to find us on all the platforms. So thank you all. As we mentioned earlier, I think I said it, this is our season finale. We go 12 strong weeks, y'all. 12 strong weeks, and then we take a little hiatus, and then we come back for 12 more weeks. And this is, we've been doing this for a little bit almost. I think it's about over 200 episodes um, to date. And uh, so that's a big milestone for us. Our, our following base is growing, and we appreciate you all coming in every week, uh, coming out to our uh, shows that we are a part of, 
uh, yeah. where I'm hosting and so forth. So let's keep growing and let's keep going. Okay. That's what we're here for. And okay. as you can see, we got a new guests coming in, another podcast that's in the making. So we want to okay. make sure we bring everybody on because we know we need to get on together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just like to drop that in early on so that people know how to, uh, you know, if they can't reach us live, they know that they can find us on our audio platforms. So while we at it and we start talking about other podcasts, mm-hmm. the man code. Mm-hmm. How did this? How did this come into existence? How do y'all podcasts come into existence? So we started as kind of just a, a group of friends. You know, everyone has a group chat, right? And so we are, you know, we're in in a kind of a running group chat and it's it's a bunch of us at first. But the three of us tend to be a, a, a different level of balance. We have Neil's more of the prophetic balance. You know, he's he's a little spiritual. So he'll put the, the positivity and the word in. Um, my man Sully's a little bit of the balance where he's a little bit of me, a little bit of Neil. So he's kind of the, the balance between the two of us. And I'm just completely to the right. Like if there's anything out of the way or unnecessary that needs to be said, I'm the one that's going to say it. So it's a, it's a good balance. Um, you know, we started with kind of uh, relationship advice and things just from three differing perspectives. Um, but as we, we've kind of evolved both as, as men and as our platforms evolved, we really started tackling some social conversations. A lot of men's mental health is kind of a big thing that we look at as well. Um, how dating affects men. Um, you know, I think we, we get enough perspectives of how the women feel and it's not to devalue it, but I think there's just not enough conversation uh, about men with men, you know, um, just getting to things like dick education, like being more responsible with, you know, some of the power that you may hold with your voice and with a lot of those meanings. So that's kind of just how we, we keep it going. Interesting. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> so as y'all been, how many episodes, I mean, how long y'all been doing this for? About a year, right? Yeah, we don't. We, we've we've taken it seriously about the last couple of months, but we would do like a pop up every month. We would all like stream from our pages, just kind of having conversation with our respective friend groups. But then we kind of around Thanksgiving, we, we kind of talked about really taking it to to kind of a more expanded level. OK, so here's the question based on that. Mm-hmm. This is three of you guys. Which topic that y'all had that y'all both three strongly had y'all disagree, uh, different uh opinions on which was almost controversial which topic was that um women proposing we all took drastically different opinions um i am not against it because i believe that if you want someone that there shouldn't be a gender role that defines that if you Mm -hmm. felt that you have found your life partner you i don't think it should be the man has to do this versus the woman has to do this what i want to be proposed to no but i am not mad at the ones who do because I feel like you, if you feel you have someone, we often have conversations about why it feels like someone's in a relationship six, seven, eight, nine years, and there's no wedding, there's no ring, et cetera. And it's because you're waiting on the man this entire time. Well, what if you know you feel you want to be married within two to three? If the goal of your relationship is to end with marriage, why does it have to wait on his time if it's a partnership? Why can't you both? If you feel that that's your husband and you need to go get your husband, go get your husband. My colleagues felt completely opposite. One's a little more spiritual, so he's more of the traditional man should propose, women do this. And the other one's like, I can understand it, but and that's where his his balance went the opposite direction. Like, but I don't want that for me and so on. Um, 
I do believe that, you know, there should just be more empowerment in that regard. If you're waiting on a man to propose and you're wondering why he hasn't proposed in 10 years, there should probably be a conversation after about year four or five as to what he's waiting on. Okay. Okay. See that? That was it. Do you see how that works, baby? You see how that works? All right. So in this um idea for you personally, mm-hmm. the man code, what is it that you ultimately want to get out of this? Your, um, I enjoy I enjoy conversations that I don't think happen often. Like, I know we can talk all day about what men, why men act a certain way in relationships and women is. There's a million different platforms that can do that. What I want to start to get more into um, as my own growth um, occurs is to talk more about not being afraid of therapy, um, not being afraid to express um, your emotions. Because I think a lot of the time men are too hard for themselves. Like we could legitimately love a woman and are so afraid of that moment of vulnerability that we sit in silence and just hope that she assumes that we feel a way about her. Um, as well as just, you know, being more vocal with our emotions in general. If we don't like something, we shouldn't feel like we have to walk on eggshells to protect an ego in order to say those things. Um, Finding better partners. Like I think a lot of men get into relationships for the wrong reasons um, because it's sexually compatible or that, oh, she lets me do what I want. Or a lot of the things that I wish we would talk about more as men about wanting out of a relationship. Like it's okay to say, I want my partner to be as good at something as I am or to be as equal to something as I am without it feeling like it's an attack on women. Everyone it should be entitled to a preference. And I think too mm-hmm. often there's a pigeonhole into saying a man has to be this or a woman has to be this in order for it to be a productive relationship. Right, right, right. And my last question before I let baby do what she does best. <laughs> you got some questions. She don't. Um, she on vacation. Your legacy, man. <laughs> Once you leave this earth, mm-hmm. what imprint do you want to have on it? That said, this comes from Dre from around. Um, for me, I think it's you know for for much of my younger life, I probably made every wrong decision that a young man from the inner city could make. You know, I ran the streets. I did. Every, you know, if, if there's a stereotype that fit a young black man from Baltimore, I fit them all. You know, um, and so my goal has always been, you know, there's no one story. There's no one chapter to your story that you get the ability to, you know, if you feel that you did wrong at some point in life, you can reverse that and and become a better person or that, you know, there's there's this stereotype that exists for, for black men in particular. And there's a way to go back and say, hey, I'm not what society says I need to be. Um, and my only hope is that I can I can use whatever voice that I have to be an opportunity for young, old, black, whatever to be to understand that, you know, m- men are men are evolving creatures just as women are. And we can be we don't have to feel as if we are going to be this one stereotype that society has made us. There's different faces, different voices, different, you know, different. Uh, avenues that a person can take to grow and be better and, and to to find those pathways to to be better. And I just want to be an example of that. Okay. I dig it. So maybe what some of the people say, we'll get to some of the comments and then we'll roll on, right? Roll on along. No, they're, they're just like that. That's a conversation pre-rings when you were talking earlier about um, the woman, uh, I guess, approaching the Propos- man. Proposing. Proposing to the man. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things they mentioned. Uh, they were just speaking for the most part earlier on in the comments about the dis- the discipline. 
Um, one of the comments said, uh, it's society. Society teaches us that it's okay for men to be promiscuous. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree, but I don't think that's more. Society is an easy cop out because any narrative can be switched if enough people believe it, you know, and because I think we just keep accepting that that's the case. There are promiscuous women as well. You know, Hollywood is littered in them. You see somebody, you see a headline, such and such is dating this person, then two months later they're dating someone else and then two months later they're dating someone else. But it's never looked at as being promiscuous because Hollywood's um, social avenues don't allow for you to believe that it's all oh, this person should be allowed to believe what we want. I think that existed at a point, but I think any narrative can be changed with, you know, if enough people actually believe that it's something else. Okay. So as, uh, one of the questions Ruda was asking earlier, um, she did what? Yeah, no question. She, I got, uh, I, I'll answer them all day. I got you. So when you all, when, when you and the other parties uh, disagree on something, how long does it take to agree to disagree? Not long, because I think we are. Um, first, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty fact based. Like I don't believe in hypotheticals very often. I believe that what it is is what it is. So I'm not going to stay with it long because I'm not looking to change your mind. This is where I stand. Now you can stand where you stand, and and we go on with it. Um, the other two will will look to try to occasionally change out change their minds, but then I'm not the silent type. So if I'm not saying anything, that's kind of a sign to say, okay, let's let's get off of this. Um, we may talk about it like after the show, like, hey man, you know, let's let's really like dive into this, and then we'll have a different a different conversation, a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say heated, but I think it'll be more okay. Something in this is rooted, you know. My I went to school for for psychology, so I tend to try to find the root of every person that I disagree with and where it came from. So, like, if I believe that, you know, if I believe in that, and you don't. I want to know where did that begin for you? Like, where was that lesson learned? Yeah. For you where did you get like what, what that started it? that? Yeah. Right. And then we can go from there because then it helps me understand your perspective. I can say, OK, you learn this at this age and with this person and with this avenue. So now that's how you process that information. OK, I can understand your viewpoint. I may not agree, but I at least now I understand. And that that's for me is all it's, it's rooted. In. I want to understand it, whether or not I agree with it. My mind's not going to change. And I'm not it. looking at the doors. <laughs> and it's so funny because I, of course, I, I mean, I didn't go to school for psychology, which I probably should because it's not too late. Um, but that's that's how I process a lot. And what are you checking your head for? I'm just thinking of myself, baby. You know, I've been a <laughs> street psychologist all my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the street psychology and the clinical psychology are two different conversations, and I'm fortunate enough to have them both. <laughs> what you were saying about wanting to just understand, like, I, he just be shooting from the hip sometimes, and he go with it, and then I I won't get it, and I'm like, you got to make me understand where you're coming from, and then, you know, oh, okay, well. Cool. Then, the, then the finesse comes, you know. It's not finessing. <laughs> this is like not finessable. It's, it's like, uh, hold on. Let's not go there. It's kind of like that movie Ghost, right? You really? Think uh, you I've seen it. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna let people. I ain't gonna embarrass. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was a couple days ago. <laughs> um, so it's like that movie Ghost, right? And she's sitting mm-hmm. there with that pottery, and she's doing oh, and they playing the Righteous Brother, oh, and then old buddy come in, 
and just molded with it. It was a little of the scene, but I just, you know, that's where I was at with it. I was just molding and molding with you, baby. You didn't even know it because I was a ghost. <laughs> Listen to the people in the bike. <laughs> Negative. All right. So let's see what the people say. Cause we ain't finna listen to this y'all, y'all boy Buddha. So when it comes to dating, what does it mean to you to organically meet someone and instantly fall in love versus meeting someone and falling in love at first sight. Um, see, organic is a, is a very interesting word choice because I, I've always been a believer and not many people, this is not to say it doesn't exist, but not many people are organically themselves when they first meet you. They are a, a representative and yeah. they need to see how you respond to that representative before unleashing the actual person that they are. So it's rare that it happens. Not impossible, but it's rare. I think love and first sight, uh, I think that's rooted in lust more often. Like it's hard to, to love a person upon first seeing them because that means you love the physical and the physical deteriorates over time. So if I love you at first sight, then what do I actually love about you? I love what I see, not necessarily you. Um, so I think that, you know, it, it's it's because I think we use love too too loosely. I think, you know, to actually love someone is to actually love all that encompasses them, not like an initial introduction. You just love the the appearance. You love the character that you see, not necessarily them. Uh, I could go a different direction than that, but I, I of course I, you can. And I will. Now let's do it. Let's do it. Let's be let's let's be messy. Do, do the Buddha thing. That's I mean, what you I'm do. When, when you say love is, you know, some of these people are spiritual energy based, right? Mm-hmm. They can come to a person and see them, but they meet the energy and the spiritual part of them first, and they encompass that. Like I met a one, I met a young lady. I don't want to talk about it too much because she's the best. What you? Do I love her. Just, just <laughs> talk and just reference it as a long time. Long, ago. a long time ago. Like, <laughs> I was like fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, that's some years ago, right? So I met a young lady. Wait, how old? Fourteen. And you? That's not. Well, go ahead. Let me finish my story. <laughs> Cute. Go ahead. Let me finish my story. That's cute. Go ahead. So, I met a young lady, and instantly I opened the door, I looked at her, didn't say nothing. But my first words was, "I'm gonna marry you." Mm-hmm. She looked at me like, "Yeah, what? Fuck, you blind? I'm too long for this." I married her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Do you say it was it the building up to that, mm-hmm. or was me knowing when I first opened the door that this was going to happen? Now we didn't stay together because I because I'm a, I'm a, I own me and say my mm-hmm. pride got in the way on my end mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I grew up and I grew we grew apart, but it doesn't diminish the time we we spent together and the two children we have, mm-hmm. but. It started when I first met her. You see, okay. at first sight. So spiritually, I connected with her not knowing shit about her. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. You said this was at 14, right? 14. Were you sexually active at 14? Absolutely. 
Okay. And what was it possible that your attraction to this woman could have been rooted in the fact that she was attractive, right? No. Because she, so, she was about a good, she was about a good, at that time, she was about a good six and a half. And <laughs> so, it, 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 <laughs> so, it, 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 and no, I, <laughs> I'm about to chop her in the, uh, <laughs> So, so you knowingly accepted the six and a half because you felt that this was going to be your wife one day. Yeah, man, it's like it, it, it's like I seen angels and shining lights and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, metaphorically, I'm like. Mm -hmm. So, what was it? What was it about her that gave you that feeling? It was nothing that it was nothing that I seen in front of her. I mean, nothing like not the physical. It was more of it was like I knew. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. knew. And it didn't matter where she was, because we didn't we dated for like two or three weeks, broke up, and then four years later, bam, we married. You know what I'm saying? So I mean like I was like six years. Because I got married like twenty twenty one. Didn't last for ten years, but either way. <laughs> so you felt that that was love? At fourteen, like I'm, I'm only trying to figure out because at fourteen you're still learning the process of motions. So I'm love, I get it. I mean, the thing is, I felt in that moment, I knew that she was gonna be my wife, and I was, I was there. I was loving, and she, she had to do some other things to break me off, off the path, and off the path, right then. But I stayed on the path because I eventually got. Exactly what happened. You know what we basically got married. So like uh -huh. she did this, she cheated. I had to find myself a little bit, and then I came back right back to it. So it was, you know, what I'm saying I got off the path, but I got back on it. But I can say it was love at first sight because the end result was we got married and we moved on and had a had a happy life for as long as we could. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Is it possible? And that's not me being devil's advocate. But when you no. say, when you say at first sight, and you say you outgrew her, is it possible that you fell in love at first sight with her representative? But then, as her true colors started to come out, you felt that you—that was not the person you fell in love with because who she grew to be was a no. more accurate representation of who she really was versus what you no, fell in love because with. Because I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't, at that time I can't call representation because I didn't know the representative. At. I, I wasn't. I was naive in the represent the representative part of anybody. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I can't really say that, you know. But I could say, as we when I grow when I say I, I grew older and we grew apart, it's mm -hmm. just that as life happens, they want to they want to uh, see you in the same light that you were, and not necessarily see not necessarily know that you really truly are growing. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's where the growth and, and that's where the distance um, move part. You know, distances. You know what I'm saying? I was mm -hmm. moving in the direction, this direction. She was moving in that direction. I don't hate her. I did for a while, but I don't hate her now. But I because <laughs> it's a fine line between love and hate. You know, it really is. Very fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was kind of deep. <laughs> it's what it is. I mean, yeah. I'm just yeah, you know, as they can be. You know, I'm asking yeah. the question. <laughs>
kind of heavy for the season finale. No, it ain't. Nah. But, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, this is what we do. Real talk. Real life. Real people. You know what I mean? And and kind of what you were saying, your your mission, for, you, you know, you, you guys' mission for the man podcast. Ultimately, we're not here to tell you what is the best way. We're just here to offer alternatives to another way. Right, right. Um, but just kind of on what you were saying about that representative, you may not have known that that about the representative then. So, but you know, in your quiet time, maybe look back on certain moments and just kind of decide. You know, well, not decide, but to just kind of analyze. Was that really a representative? Matter of fact, did I show up with my representative? Well, I mean, I'm not going to take yeah. any. No, I'm just saying. I'm, just... Not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, only thing I could, only answer I could give him is, <clears throat> I was young, and that part of me, <laughs> you know, wasn't developed yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I can only go from, I can only go from the tools that were given me in that time. You know what I'm saying? No, that's yeah, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. It could have been a representative, but damn, I said, I <laughs> you. you know what I'm saying? Regardless of who I was, how I got there, in the end, I did exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I felt that. Mm-hmm. Understood. So listen, tonight, <clears throat> pew, pew, pew. tonight, <laughs> we're going to get to <laughs> We're going to take a little quick break, All right. and then we're going to come back into tonight's topic, and uh, I'll have it posted up by the time we um, come back from uh, from a little break. So, listen, go get yourself in the drink. Um, if you're drinking water, go replenish your cup. Whatever it is, go take a little tinkle break, uh, and we're going to be right by, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is for the simples. Yeah. We sipping in conversation. Uh, we sipping in conversation. Uh, we sipping in conversation. Yeah. We sipping in conversation. Uh, we sipping in conversation. What it is or what it do? If your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through. Huh? What it is, or what it do, your homegirl thinking they'll bring her on through, baby. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy sipping, gon' through. What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through. What it is, or what it do, your homegirl thinking they'll bring her on through, baby. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do if your homeboy sipping come through? Uh, we sipping in conversation. Uh, we sipping in conversation. Yeah, uh, we sipping in conversation. 
Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, we are joined tonight by one of three of the Man Code podcast. Yep. And tonight we have Dre with us. Um, and our topic tonight. Dre from the way. Oh, yes, sir. Excuse me. Dre from the way. Dre from the way. From the way. Um, And we're talking about moving in silence. But before we get into the topic, uh, I wanted to um, go into, there was a couple of um, comments that came up. All right. So it says, a representative doesn't last too long. Mm -hmm. It only takes a couple of interactions with the person to see their true colors. Hmm. He definitely outgrew the woman he was with. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a nicer way of putting it. That's a nice way to put it. (laughs) So this one is to uh, TJ. Uh, Love at first sight isn't possible. Mm. Is that right? It's maybe a visual attraction some quote unquote people have to another that makes them want to get to know and be around that person. I could argue that one, but I, I'm a matter of fact, I'm going to just for a minute, just brief, you know, because I'm gonna go back. Most of y'all are my age, correct? Right? My yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, so we grew up watching, we grew up watching a certain cartoon called the Thundercats, right? Yep. And then he had this sword. You say thunder, thunder, and you know, boom, boom, boom. But he also did something on that sword. And it was called Sight Beyond Sight. That's tapping into that third eye. But it's still sight. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's still sight. So you may not see the person that's the physical embodiment of that person right in front of you, but that don't necessarily mean you don't see who they are. And if that's the case, then you absolutely can have love at first sight. <laughs> I mean, you know, only you know how you feel, brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. It's all. It's all a matter of perspective, you know, and it's all a matter. Of, I think it also in, in, entails it's not uh, cultural experiences, um, um, I mean, just views. Or what you what you personally need for love. Like, what do you need for love? You could get it right there. And that's what it takes. Some people uh, no, not necessarily. But what you if you if is it something that you want to say? You can call me. Um, and, um, <laughs> I will, I can patch you, I can, you know, make you, your voice be heard on the show. If that's, uh, if that's something you, you would like to do. Uh, yes, you can do that. I'm just saying, man. Um, it is what so it is. That there's that. So I, again, I, I'm kind of on the fence about the love at first sight. I know there's this warm, fuzzy feeling that we kind of get. When we, you know, get it almost like the bubble goods, you know, little butterflies or whatever, and be around that person. So, I, I it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? But then it's like, like, okay, here's a transparent moment. So, of course, when I was with him in the beginning, I was mm-hmm. 
damn, I need to get past this freaking Buddha belly. <laughs> this this that new that, that new good. feeling, like you know, like that where some everything's all oh, it just felt you have a sex, yellowy, like you have a sex all the time. You know how I go. Really don't. Do that. <laughs> I, I don't like that. that all sound like lust to me. Tonight we're gonna be talking about ooh, wrong one. Sorry, uh, moving inside. Don't do that. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I'm uh, moving oh. in silence. So, um, you want to start on that? Moving in silence. Okay. Your, okay. your perspective on it. I guess, I mean, the, the topic comes from people who are up, get upset with other people that they're dealing with behind closed doors and scenes while mm-hmm. pretending to be single in public and they get mad when a person moves in a direction with somebody else in public that's not them. Hmm. So how are you going to be mad when whole time y'all was moving in silence? If you wanted to be known, then get out. Y'all have been known. That's uh, so... <laughs> It's funny that that this is the topic, actually, because um, I would say in kind of my more recent dating experience, it's a lot of women that move that way. Like they don't want they they would rather feel like they have to take the L in silence than if it doesn't work out, than to be upfront with it and to say, hey, you know, because, again, naturally, you know, there's the, the question of, oh, what happened to such and such. And I think people get tired of kind of asking that question if it doesn't work out of like, oh, what happened to such and such? So you try to do your best to not let anybody know who such and such is until you feel like it's reached a point of whatever you feel is is announceable. Where I grow confused is like entanglement situations where like, all right, you got somebody and you got somebody and we both operate in in this path. But like if I want to step out with somebody else, like who who designated you the the sole cheater in this case? You know what I mean? Like who said that only I am staying with you, you know, and then you get mad that your side chick or side dude is talking to somebody else that ain't you on the side like. That's kind of like watching that dynamic unfold is always fascinating to me. But the the moving in silence thing is always fascinating because we know guys do it. Like, we, let's be honest. We know men move in, in a fashion that says such. But more more so, I've seen that like with a lot weird. of women. Yeah. A <laughs> lot, lot of women now are starting to kind of take that same mindset of like, okay, I'm not telling anyone who I'm. Especially even in the dating phase. Like, I'm not letting you know I'm even dating anyone. Not I'm just. Your best friend. I'm I'm a, I'm a move, and you interpret it however you interpret it, and I'm denying whatever I see. And if you accept it, you accept it for what it is. And it's just that that's a, a more common occurrence these days. When did this change? Is is you know because I guess now that we've moved in such a um, media based interaction mm-hmm. that you know. You can meet people from anywhere on this blue dot and other dots. You know what I'm saying? So you can find a person anywhere and and not have no physical interaction until maybe one day you just you guys come to the conclusion that that's you know you're you're good with it. So you've been 
you know that they're across the country, across the state, across whatever, from East Coast to West Coast, and you all are talking on a consistent basis, you know that they, you you should assume, I guess, that they have someone that keeps them cozy in mm-hmm. between, right? Mm-hmm. Just using those that, I mean, I'm just saying that. Like, So I was just curious when did it, it that disconnect start in the we don't want to say too much but from the look in your eyes I can tell you wanna um <laughs> I think social media plays a large part into that like I called the song she thought hold on hold on she thought she gonna be slick she gonna say a line from a song and be and think I wasn't gonna catch it <laughs> That's why I get it. You don't say too much. Look in your eyes. I can see you want to. <laughs> you don't want to come in your boots. Yeah, it's funny. That's funny. I caught her. I caught her. She thought she was slick, bro. She thought she was slick. That's why you got to catch her. That's why you got to catch her. Um, you won't let something just ride. See? You just like. You just like. Don't make me come here. Yeah. yeah. Because she's trying to be a wizard now. And you, and you and you gonna stop it? Go ahead, Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, I think that you know social media has played a large part into that, and I don't mean the access of it. I think that we we are we have allowed for a platform now for people to kind of say things without repercussion where you feel comfortable kind of voicing your opinion on things that have real world consequences. And so whenever we see like one of those viral moments happen of someone taking their L in public, let's say it's someone who got caught cheating, or let's say it's, you know, something like that, people naturally have a defensive reaction to say, oh, that can't be me. And they start moving in a way that says, I don't want to be, you know, to, to quote an old song, when Jay-Z talked about putting them on the Summer Jam screen back in, in, in 03, it's that mm-hmm. same thing. You don't want to be the next person on the Summer Jam screen. You don't want to be the one that when that viral moment happens, your name and your face is attached to it. So you kind of do your best to not want to get caught in that moment. And you kind of do move in a way and be secretive in a way. And, and you say, OK, the less you know about me, the better. The less that it looks like my my dating life is this. You can't give me a loss that no one ever knows I had a victory over. You know what I mean? So you kind of operate in a fashion that says, OK, the less you know, the better. Um, again, men have always done it, but like now, you know, there's some, there's a lot of, of women to get to the point where it's like, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to look crazy out here. So the less you know, the better. Okay. I get that. Especially, <clears throat> so, you know, looking at it from, from a different angle, is it possible to move in private, but not, but not silent, you know, like. What, where's the line that one draws for privacy? Um, I guess my thing would be it's personal preference. Like the access people give to their lives is totally up to them. Uh, I mean, social media in itself is a construct of whatever you feel you need to share with the world. So if it's one of those things where you feel like, okay, I want to wait until I'm actually in a relationship before revealing who I'm dealing with. I understand that. I mean, as you should. Um, but I also feel like, you know, that, that it reaches a point where 
what what else is like are you only private about your dating life i mean sure so everyone talks to someone so i'm sure there's a best friend or someone that you confide in that has some general idea of what you're doing um so i think it, it really does just matter if it's a, you're only sharing with social media or you're only sharing with your close friends like you don't owe social media anything so if no, you decide to, to date and do what you do no one on the internet has to know that that's you know between you and you um but i think that when it gets to a point where you're you're not even telling friends or or people you consider to be friends like hey this person has no idea nothing they don't know anything whatever then i question are you are you actually like moving in silence or are you trying to be sneaky because there is a difference where <laughs> you're only moving so hey i can do this thing and nobody has to know so if it backfires it's hey i don't know what they're talking about well somebody go ahead and uh, read what the people say cuz uh, i think they might have said what i was going to say all right. So I won't. I don't want to take the credit. I knew I was thinking it, but I let them have the credit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no worries. I think it's always been a thing, but I feel the reality shows amplified it and made it the way to move because of their status. Okay. Okay, and I feel it should be communicated amongst the people involved, so no one is blindsided. Right. So she kind of touched on where I was going with that. So if you're moving in silence and this in the privacy aspect of it, the privacy aspect of it shows that the community, the communication between you and them, they y'all know y'all in this silent relationship. So all this moving and doing your it's no surprises there. Mm -hmm. There ain't gonna be no surprise there because y'all only one accord in this movement. And y'all know that the end goal is you and them being together. So it ain't no hey, I'm hanging out with some so-and-so girl, and now this is my girl out in public. So I yes. want to play devil's advocate to that for a second. So okay. what if what if the end goal is not a relationship for them, but to keep you from being in a relationship with someone else? Like, what if I'm only talking to you so that no one else has access to you? Uh -huh. So again, this is something I said on uh, Saturday about the amenities and doing shit for the amenities, right? So um, that happens, but you still got to play that fucking role until the role don't need to be played no more. You see what I'm saying? Well, okay. So, <laughs> I think, well, from what I'm hearing, you said like, okay, so I'm going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preoccupy your time all the time to keep you from Going out here, but that's what being accessible to somebody else. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So, but then when you go out in public, like but I'm gonna stay on your hip, like you know, I'm be hitting you up. You know what I'm saying? Like keeping you, keeping me, me number numero uno. It'll mm -hmm. be told. Yeah. So, well, hold on. First of all, if you're gonna say it, say it right. <laughs> Ew. Whatever. I'm just saying, so <laughs> when you when you do that, like that's petty. We know that's toxic behavior, right? Right. It, it's very toxic. Because right. why would you stop me from going out doing me when you doing you on the other end of the spectrum? Well, mm -hmm. to answer that question, it's like chess and checkers. You feel me? If I know that you are dick loyal, then if I fuck you, who are you gonna be loyal to? 
Well, that goes into a power concept now. <laughs> like that, if that's your goal, like is your goal control or is your goal commitment? Because sometimes the two don't align. So are you looking for just keeping that woman to yourself for the sake of physical gratification? Or is there something else outside of that that provides it? Because that starts going back into the dick discipline thing. Because now, you're, are you what? Because we talked about this on Saturday. Are you giving everybody the same dick to keep the BMR, the BDR report clear? So, yeah. like, you know, that's, that starts getting into, you know, back to your chest piece. Like, okay, is it commitment or is it, you know, control? Are you really looking to be with this person? Or are you looking to just... Oh, all right. I just need it. I need I need something in the roster on a Saturday night when there's nothing to do. Right. So, Dre, to add to what you're saying, like you're saying different that it could be different things. Mm -hmm. I think in certain aspects, in certain aspects, they look at control and commitment, right? Is that what we're talking about? In the same aspect. So if you if you that a narcissistic type of person that has to have that control. And when they don't have that control, they don't feel important enough to be in that relationship. Mm. Well, that's just not. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go. It's gonna go. That thing gonna be weird anyway. Okay, so I, I do believe again in privacy. Okay. Um. And I do believe that one's relationship and the way they move within their relationship does not is you know it's it's not social media's business, right? Because mm -hmm. um, for a while, I first of all, I use social media for entertainment purposes, mm -hmm. not. And, and and for reaching out and being in connection mm -hmm. with my family and friends that were long distance. And, and, and ex-boyfriends. <laughs> Continue your story. It'll it, it be made clear in a few minutes. Go ahead. I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I use it for that, right? So mm -hmm. I didn't start on the social media. Um, I didn't really understand, I guess, social media etiquette or whatever. So I didn't really... I, I just kept, there was a separation for me. Um, putting my, you know, relationship on there was rare, number one. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it once, and this is the second time that I kind of full-blown did it. This, this, is the, this is the first time I full-blown did it. Did you get any pushback? No. Ain't nobody gonna come for me now. Um... <laughs> Cause they they they're trying to get more taken aback. Like, oh, you got old for real. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, I mean, not close. Oh, oh, well, you know, but last minute. Anyway, I people treat me accordingly, okay? And, and that's not what oh, you want to do. They came for me hardcore. You. You, you know, you, you we, we ain't gonna get into that. But anyway, um, what worked on other people don't, did not, that's not what it was for me. Mm -hmm. Period. But again, moving in silence, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm making, I'm making business moves. Yeah. You know, um, everything can't be shared. Uh, so I'm not going to be publicizing that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the people that know knows. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's my friend uh, or business partner or, or to, you know what I'm saying? They know. I don't need to go and make this grand announcement to people that, for what? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I'm with you on the professional part of it, but let me take you back. Back in the time, that's what I was playing. You just talked about your version, your idea of dig, um, discipline. Mm-hmm. She just talked about this dig discipline thing where a guy was having sex with this person, that person, this person, that person, but two of them was unprotected, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, he was moving in silence. And you felt like he needed to be accountable for his actions. Since you're moving in silence. So I'm just saying, now he's moving in silence. You know, why does, he's not being accountable for his actions, correct? So I that, was using that, that as that, an example in the case where those I'm men using, that move the way they move, but I'm using and then the they same. end up having a consequence as a direct result of the way they were moving. Um, they don't. They don't face the account, the responsibility right. for what. So I'm the using actions. the same scenario, mm-hmm. but I'm taking it and saying this is moving and moving inside. Well, that, of course he's moving inside. So, he got five, six, seven women. Okay, okay. And now, he's telling them all whatever story to get whatever. So now to get want. back up to the beginning part of why this thing has changed, and women have fallen into the idea of. Um, having sex with a person behind closed doors and nobody knows. Why? Because <laughs> nowadays, just people itself, people themselves just like to have sex and do things without having to answer them. I all. ain't even mad at it, okay? I'm it's like, a beautiful thing. But the thing is, <laughs> it's, it's but, designed but to the be thing beautiful. Is, myself. Sometimes this could be a drive-by thing. I just want, I've seen them today. He look good me in this moment. And if that's your preference, I'm gonna drop it off on him and I'll take it off. Because it's a it's a it's an empowering so it's an empowering thing for a lot of people to be able to be in control of their own lives to do exactly what the fuck they want to do. But I will still say and and and, and move and and pray. I mean pray like P R E Y on the idea of that person Mm -hmm. not wanna say nothing. You see what I'm saying? I understand. But well, I, I think still it's... say that no matter what, man or woman, hmm? just because you can does not always make it right. Yeah. Well, a lot of sex is rooted in control in general. Um, whether it's You're right. Whether <laughs> it's you know, whether it's rooted in even like keeping your partner pleased aspect or in a, a physical I need to keep this person here control. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes become serial daters. They don't really want a commitment. It's I want to, you know, find something to slide into for a few weeks, a couple of months, and then take a break and then do it again and take a break and do it again. And I think that, you know, it's always been common with men who fear commitment. But again, as as society is evolving, a lot of women are taking that same approach. They won't take, you know, they they may find someone, hey, we'll do this for a couple of months uh, or three, five, you know, three, four months. And then, okay, I'm going to take a break, detox, get ready for my next one. And like, just kind of keep going until 
they feel all right, I've had either an age or a point in life where it's time for me to, to like, I don't want to say it's it's flipped like from men to women where you find more men that want commitment, and more women who kind of want to be around. But I think at least in this chapter of life, there's a phase going around where it is mm-hmm. definitely more prevalent that women are taking that approach than some of the men are. Some of the men are married, ready to marry you six weeks after they meet you. You know, so I mean, I just think the roles reverse. It's crazy how things have changed. Yeah, I think it's, uh, and I think that's kind of where we are in this current chapter of society, and it's hard for a lot of people to understand. You know, when I I, I talk to a lot of young people, and I and when you listen to them talk now, it's like, wow, you sound like the boys my age sounded, but you're a young lady, and it's it's kind of just that flip in general where you see like our generation, we still kind of believe in a lot of the things we were raised on. But then you find, you know, a slightly younger generation goes in the opposite direction and then kind of that mid 30s demographic that could go either way. And so you really just kind of see that evolution in society now where those those conversations are a lot more um, prevalent about Mm -hmm. not wanting to be committed, not wanting to be tied down, just kind of living your life the way it is, because that's not what we were raised on. So. um, In your talking phase, I thought of something different. Mm -hmm. So. The lack of responsibility, right? So to be a side dude, a lot of men prefer to be the side dude because they don't have the responsibility of being of, of main dudes situationships, you know, like paying the bills, maintenance. They just come in and knock them down and do what they do. And most side dudes are the silent or, or in silence, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the same, you know what I mean, in the silent part, same thing with uh, side women, side pieces of all, right, you don't have, you enjoy not having that responsibility of their main person's upkeep, so you move in a way where you could just come and go as you please. That could be an answer, one answer of a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that as you as what you're saying, but also what he's saying. Piggybacking. Mm-hmm. And it's that society, the world is evolving. And so with the evolution, roles and what was traditional behavior. Or the traditional behavior of what we are, what our eyes were accustomed to, are now merging mm. with, you know, because we actually kind of come from an era where we're going through, we were part of the flourishing, flourishing of eras, mm-hmm. you know, from our parents, from being when technology was beginning, growing mm. with the technology, having our children with the technology evolving and having access to this information quickly and, and, and all the things, right? So we've always had all the stuff. It's just how we're getting access to the information, right? Like he always said, it's this quick, this just right now. And so the moving in silence, the world has now built their the perceptions of who you are based off of your social media presence. 
And so Which, if you don't have a Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram or some type of social media platform to validate you, you become invalidated to those that are in that, 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 that's their, that's what they want. That's how they gauge your who that you are. And so if you are a person that chooses not to be a part of the World Wide Web in that aspect, um, right. I'll you, you're moving to them. You will be moving in silence, but in, in reality, it's just, I'm not caught up in the social media hype. But the problem I see, baby, is when it comes to you and your friends, right? So now I'm 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 interested in the young lady. I got a cross reference with all my homeboys who who kind of was like me to make sure they ain't hit they ain't beat the chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everybody moving in a certain way. Yo, did you find this shit? No, that's 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 you should like. Because sometimes if you if you've been friends for this, with this person for a long these people, person, or whatever, for a significant period of time, you do kind of know who they probably ran across, but then you don't know who they was beating behind the bush. My point you know exactly. My point so, exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, that you know, I, I guess same girl. <laughs> ultimately, is it bad? You got to move go. in silence. I mean, also, I mean that this is the problems that people have. You know, you might run, especially like here, you know, in small cities mm-hmm. where everybody know everybody. Yeah, boy. And it's like, yo, I found this, you know, this diamond in the rough per se, mm-hmm. <laughs> per se. And then you say that name, and she was your boy jump off. <laughs> So it's funny you say that because I have both two examples of that. One of my own experience and one where I've been the victim of that. So one where, not recent, um, where someone I was talking to, you know, again, off the radar, off the grid, you know, and it didn't happen. And then you you had listened to conversations about this person through like, you know, people you meet. And it's like, oh, man, the same thing happened to me. And oh, man, the same thing happened to me. Like, damn, you really just out here with it. Like, okay, I got you. I see, I see, I, I see how we move it. And then the inverse where, like, I've been the guy that a girl wanted to talk to, not knowing that I had dealt with a friend of hers. And then the conversation comes up and it's, oh, well, yeah, I dealt with, you know, we, we had a phase. We had a thing. With, wow, I never knew that. Like, wait, y'all supposed to be friends. Like, how did how did that not come up? Like, like OK, so now I see like. I have been on both on, on both ends of that. So like it's fascinating to see, especially in a place like Orlando, where it's like, wow, this happens frequently. Like this this really is a you know, the way that people are giving it up out here. <laughs> I don't think it's so much as people really giving it up per se. Per se. However, people are meeting people, you know, there's interactions that's taking place. So friendships are being developed. From from one moment to the next, right? We can kind of mm-hmm. so whom I met five six years ago may not be the same people that I I obviously know from fifteen years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But they still my folks. They cool, but they're not gonna know prevalent information that's current. Like the person that's my 
now that's interacting with me that's an active friend now i'm not going to say they're not my friend because we're 15 years deep it's just an active friend that i talk to them on a more consistent basis so they may know some current events versus the person from 15 years ago mm-hmm. knows something that they don't know yeah. you know what i'm saying and because that shit done been 15 years ago we ain't really really talking about it but then you run across old boy or old girl in your current and it's like oh but social media uh-huh. to, to social media has changed over the last 15 years now you could be on these you can be in facebook or whatever these di- different sites that you on and you got to really pay attention to who's in the picture well i mean it goes back, yeah. it goes back. i didn't know y'all was friends People use that word friends loosely, like we were saying, like right. we were saying about love. Right. Just because I roll with a person, I'm just using an example, of course. Because we roll with these people, they ain't really my friends, but we cool, we fuck with each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but the man and the man, like the man and girl codes come prevalent once your homeboy or your homegirl touched the mother. You know what I'm saying? Now you got to re, you got to evaluate the level of interest that they had in that person. Yeah. Do they care? Did they not care? It's a lot, a lot of red tape yeah, in there. Ring, ring. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of red ring, tape ring, in there. Uh-huh. Behind this motherfucker, that buffer's all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of red tape. And man, and especially today, like you can see a girl, you single. You can see a girl, she look nice. And you say, hey, you jump in the inbox. Hey, how you doing? Boom. And you see another girl, she looks nice. You jump in her hand up. Hey, boom. Now, you in two, three, four people. Not knowing that they all good, cool with each other. And then they get mad at you because you try to get to know all of them. But who's at fault? The person not doing his adequate, especially now. And we're going to get ready to end the show. But especially now... <laughs> Being that we are on social media, whatever platform, he ain't that fault at all because he's single. No, I'm saying what is the what is (laughs) what is the reformed, revised etiquette? Uh, may may not be on, it may not be written, but I'm just saying the unwritten, revised etiquette for social media DM jumping. I don't really jump in DMs, so. If I, I, check, I check mutual friends first. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to jump out there. I got to check the mutuals first. If I see anyone that looks like, okay, this ain't it, this ain't what I need it to be, I'm going to keep moving. Um, I also, you know, I check whether the platforms we may share. So say, you know, we have a group that we all know about. Like, say we're in this group, and I see the way that you move in in this space. There are a lot of things that I may be like, oh, okay, you know, we pay attention to topics and I see people's opinions on things and I may see something that's like, damn, I actually thought she was cute. But like, this is what you said. <laughs> no, nah, that, that's, 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 that's not happening. You know, that's not, that's not where I'm going to go with that. Um, so for me, it's, it's always mutuals first, you know, what, what you're putting in the, into the atmosphere first. And then um, I guess lastly, just if, you know, who else do you know? Um, before I did, yeah, but that's why I don't, I don't jump in DMs for that reason. Like my biggest fear is like you end up exactly what you just said in a group chat with four different people because you don't know that those four different people all know each other. And they everybody want to scream, and I hate that with a passion. 
the screenshotting and the regurgitating it and you know i don't like that like that's if you don't like it then you just don't like it then you know what i'm saying you ain't gotta just just move on like you ain't gotta flex on it but, you ain't gotta but that's the whole point like <sighs> you go to talking to get to know somebody they think that they're the only ones that you got to get to know in that well, way. Well, <laughs> let me let me say let me let me oh clear. Let me, let me rephrase. <laughs> I think it's it can it should be used, especially when you're trying to prove a point, but not to the point where you're trying to hurt someone intentionally. You know, like look, I I'm just trying. You do you. But at the same time, I just want you to be aware of this because when the shit hit the fan, I don't want you to come back saying, you I did not do such and such. You know what I'm saying? Because I fucks with you. I'm just mm-hmm. letting you know, like, I got I got, I got, got receipts for this. Anytime you ready. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, for, I ain't gonna put, I ain't gonna flex, but anytime you ready, I got receipts. You know oh, what I'm saying? And what's the difference between telling somebody? Because, oh, I'm gonna ask this question. I'm asking this question. What's the difference between telling somebody you got receipts and then showing the people that you got? Well, receipts? if I tell you, well, <laughs> personally, I think it depends on who I'm talking to. So if if somebody hear me, if somebody hear baby say, "Look, I got receipts. I'm not gonna flex on you. Okay, I'm not gonna you do flexing. all that." No, I'm, I'm not gonna say words. Look, I got whatever it is you need when you ready to see it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just letting you know what the fuck it is. You do you because I know motherfuckers grown and if they want to do something, they're going to do it whether I give them receipts or not. Mm-hmm. So me putting some shit out there prematurely when you're going to do what the fuck you want to do is on you. What you need to do is take what the fuck I said to the motherfucker I'm talking about, okay, because guess what they're going to do? They're going to co-sign on it or they're going to lie to you. Then when you come back to me with that bullshit lie that they done told, and then and on top of the bullshit lie they told, they try to minimize me. Now I'm flexing. Now you finna show the sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to show <laughs> That's already on the OnlyFans. That's already on the OnlyFans. Oh, Saturday was fantastic. You know, I, w- I would love to do more of that. You know, shout out to, to Crow and Morgan and, and everybody else who joined us that day as well. You know, I would definitely, you know, I think that's something we could really do even once a month and just really get, you know, get that, turn that into a, an event of its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chief for putting it all together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So last weekend we had a um, Lovers and Friends Weekend Bash and the Man of Code podcast bottomless conversations, crow's nest promotions, um, as well as sipping and conversations. We were all a part of a pregame podcast. Pre-game, but it was the pregame of the Lovers and Friends Weekend Bash. It was awesome energy. It was well received. Um, I I enjoyed myself. Uh, so I was just, just curious how you felt about it, you know, the 
the after effects of it all. So. Oh, absolutely. No, you guys will definitely see more of me, both on the, on camera and off. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because, you know, for a while, it took a minute to kind of really kind of get the energies and stuff aligned. I know because I've seen you on several occasions and so forth. We just never really kind of came across each other for whatever reason. So now that we kind of, okay. Oh, they oh, she really is cool. Oh, he really is cool. Oh, they really are dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, that that that, that for me, that's just rooted in a lot of uh, you know, street things where you kind of got to feel your own comfort level a lot with people before you like, you know, enter that space. So, no, nah, it's definitely, yeah, I see everybody too, and it's like, all right, I'll, I'll wait until I feel like you're the type of people I need to be around because energy is real, and like, I don't really feel it from some people. So, like, absolutely, <laughs> and I don't mind cutting them. Cutting y'all. Look, listen, we had our season finale tonight. For those that catch this on the recap, this is uh so when you be like, what is, what is? Y'all ain't on next week. Da, da, da. No, we ain't. Um, but you can catch all you can catch all of our shows on uh YouTube and you'll be able to catch them, you know, recap, see all the recaps and so forth everywhere. Please, please, please go to YouTube, our YouTube channel. It is sipping in conversations. So you go to YouTube, make sure you like, follow, and share uh, any of our platforms. Make sure you like, follow, share on the audio platforms. There is an option where you can leave messages if you are interested in the type of topic that we had or you have a comment. Uh, it is also important that you leave comments, some type of emoji, some type of interaction, because, you know, that's how we beat these algorithms. You know what I'm saying? We need them. The Man Code Podcast needs them. Bottomless Conversations need them. TJ uh, Chapman Michelle. needs them. Uh, all of it. Every Jim every call, Jim and I, absolutely freaking Lulu, Hoodoo Rising, Dr. Love Jones. We all need it, and we are all supporting each other in so many different ways. True. And absolutely. it's important that we tell each other, tell a friend to tell a friend. You may find the content rolls back and forth a little bit, um, and then when you see us all together, you it it makes sense, okay? Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. So if you you know, but we don't do it all at the same time, G brokers. But there's interesting topics that we all bring up. It's not again to talk about what you need to do. It's just to provide an alternative options of what is actually going on outside of your box. Think outside your box. I've been having a wonderful time. I'm going to continue having a great evening until I drift off into La La Land, uh, into my vacation mode. Where you going, baby? Mexico. Hey. Okay. Hey, mad at him, man. He went somewhere cold. I'm going somewhere hot. It's all good. Hot girl, 100 points. Not with that. I'm wrong with that. <laughs> Final words, Buddha? Um... Yeah, man. I I appreciate the man Cole coming through. Um, I anticipate because I got this feeling. I anticipate this thing that you do is going to get way bigger than we ever imagined, bro. Hope so, brother. You know Hope what I'm so. saying. Um, I also do again uh, with Crow Easy. We have to talk. We have to talk. So. That kind of lines up with what you guys have going on as well. Um, next week. Y'all need to do one of them things with the men's get all dressed up in suits. Oh, 
Like they doing worldwide. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait to collab more with you. Yes, sir. And your, and your brethren, even though yes. they ain't show up. They ain't gonna throw no shade. Nah, I'll I, I get them in the group chat. We good. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't wait to do more work with you guys, man. Absolutely. And, and that's where I'm at with that. Uh, as far as the topic's concerned, moving in silence, uh, be very, as long as you're communicating with the people that you're moving in silence with, being transparent with them, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have a problem. You was all right when I didn't want to be public. I was fine. Absolutely, his ass was fine. Woo! Because I had <laughs> I had a lot of I had a lot of fluff on me. <laughs> a lot of unclosed doors. You know, I I was a man who didn't believe in closing doors. You never knew when you had to walk back that. through that bitch. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> you know, you're lucky who I was. Who oh, I was. Lord. But boy, when I came public, I was like the villain. <laughs> oh, this is what we doing? Girl, I ain't stuck digging you in three months, girl. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> don't, you, don't you hate that? Somebody you know you ain't never had no chance with to begin with talking about, oh, you, you ain't think about me? No. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm teasing, man. Moving in silence could be um, good. In certain aspects as far as what baby talked about as far as in business because you know a lot of people like to steal your ideas and won't pay you for them so you got to be very uh judicious judicious in when and when you who you talk to so i get it absolutely yeah so what are your final thoughts dre from the way Thank you. Uh, well, I'm from the way because that's always been like a, a thing for me. Like, you know, people come into my old block and like, oh, who are you? I'm from over there. So it's always been from the way. So you never like some people throw out their city and all of that or this is the block I'm from. So that's just always been something that makes it easier. So you don't know where I'm from. Um, <laughs> over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, I really enjoy being with you guys. You know, I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, like Buddha said, we're going to collab more in the future for sure. Um both on and off cam because you know I'm, I'm always looking for people with just dope energy to be around in general um plus i don't know how to cook for tea and like <laughs> i like to cook anyway so you know <laughs> look forward to it um i mean really outside of that you know thank you guys for having me you know check us out thursdays at nine o'clock we, we're still just on facebook for now the youtube and instagram are coming um patreon hopefully in the future if we can get to you know where we want to get to um yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm excited to have you guys and, and hopefully I can return the favor in a couple of weeks after after your vacation and get you on our show as well. No problem. Boom. Last comment of the evening of the season finale. People like to tear each other down when we see other people happy. Move aside us to protect your peace. I could dig it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I could dig that. Now that was a good comment. I can feel that. And that's from my brother right there, man. He's part of the talk, so I dig it. Yes. There's reasons to move in silence and, you know, move accordingly. I would always say move accordingly. And do what's best for you and yours. You know what I'm saying? And your peace is very it's it's important. You know what I'm saying? And they, all that comes along with it. 
Mm-hmm. So listen, we won't be back until April. Right. Uh, so you'll just probably see some, uh, do your recaps, go back to some videos, go to YouTube. We might do some, we might do some skits. Might, there may be some things. You'll see some good. little, you'll see, you, you won't be stale. Yeah, but there'll be things in between that's brewing uh, so we can come up with for the upcoming We might even season. do some, uh, you know, some uh, Sunday shenanigans again. We ain't did that in a while. I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm taking a break. And it's <laughs> okay. That's what I do know. Y'all, listen. Stay on the live once we get off. That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. It's been real, Samples. Mm-hmm. Ah. Sipping in conversation. Sipping in conversation. Beat me up, Scotty. Beat me up, Scotty. Sipping in conversation. Sipping in conversation.